End to End is back, episode number 26, being recorded on Saturday, April 11th, National Pet Day. Uh, Flager, do you have any pets? No, I don't actually. I used, to, a... I used to have fish when I was a kid. <laughs> um, never, and then, never dogs or cats? No, like we, we sort of would take care of my... So what happened when my great-grandmother passed away, she gave... Well, I mean, her dog got passed down to my grandmother, and then whenever my grandparents would go, like, away for a weekend or, like, on vacation or whatever, we would take care of that dog. So, like, it was kind of like our dog as well, mm. but not really. Uh, but, no, I don't have any, like, cats or dogs or anything like that. Yeah, I don't have any either. Just grew up with fish. and. I, fish so, died, I have so. a funny story about fish, actually. Okay, when ahead. I was a kid, um, I, I loved Don Cherry's dog, and... His name was Blue. Mm-hmm. He was like this. He was a pit bull, like a white pit bull. He looked like a rat almost, like a like a mule. Yeah. I don't know why, but I love that dog so much. So I got this fish, and he was same like he was the color blue. And I don't know. I just I decided to name him Blue. So that's kind of a funny story. That's kind of related to hockey, actually. Yeah, it is very much is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I grew up with fish, and they died every like every new week I got them. So it wasn't very fun. But yeah, it's National Pet Day as well. And we have another special guest, another defenseman coming on later in the episode. So stay tuned for that. If you couldn't t- tell by the title who it is, it is there. So uh, starting off with some news, some tragic news actually to start off the episode. This is not the way we want to start off. But Colby Cave, a forward for the Edmonton Oilers, has passed away at the age of 25. Uh, I didn't read much onto this. I just saw updates every couple of days during this week saying that he was flying back to Toronto. He was still in a coma and stuff like that. But apparently he has bled from the head, and he has passed away at the age of 25. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Flager? Yeah, it's sad, obviously. I don't, I don't know details. I've, I tried looking it up, but I think it's, like, it's too early. Um, like, the news just broke, like, not too long ago, so it's too early to, to tell because it hasn't really been released yet. But he got airlifted to Toronto, I think. After he got admitted to a hospital in Barrie mm-hmm. on Monday, and then I think he just died recently. I I really don't know what what happened though, but that's that's sad. He was only twenty five years old, I think. Yep. Sad news when everyone pa- when someone passes away in the sports world, it's just it doesn't matter how good you are, it doesn't matter how bad you are. It's it's still a player, it's still a human being, and we all got to take care of our bodies. And you know what's going around in the world right now? It's not because of that because he died, but. It's just sad to see another person go in the sporting world, and we, yeah, we don't want to see any more go because it's kind of getting like annoying right now. Um, if you haven't heard Joe's voice in the episode yet, he is not joining us for this episode. He's currently working, so uh, yeah, it's just me and Flags taking you on for the ride in our in, in our interview uh, later in the episode. So, well, we should probably start getting to that. But first, I just want to quickly mention that Alex Newhook wins Player of the Year for the National or NCAA. Uh, he didn't make Team Canada in the World yeah. Juniors, which is kind of surprising. And this guy goes and wins the NCAA Best Player Award, so it's kind of unique how uh, that happened. But And then another signing, uh, the Leafs signed Alexander Babarnov uh, from the KHL, so that's a signing for them. Another Russian to add to their Russian signings. They signed Igor Ozhiganov a few years ago and then Ilya Mikhaev last year, so that's just adding more Russian players to the lineup. Don't know how good he's going to be. I don't know what he's going to do for the Leafs next year, but hopefully it's good things. And yeah. So uh, I, I guess we can get to that interview, so it's, let's go. Today's guest is a Brampton, Ontario native who got drafted in the second round of the 2015 OHL Priority Selection Draft for the Kitchener Rangers. 
He went on to play for the Rangers for two seasons, then the Niagara Ice Dogs for three, and has now finished his five-year OHL career, which unfortunately was put short due to the cancellation of the season because of the COVID-19 pandemic. He has also represented Team Canada at the Ivan Hoenka Memorial Cup in Czech Republic and Slovakia back in 2016. I did some further digging, and I actually happened to find out that he also happens to hold his high school's record for fastest recorded 100-meter dash with a time of 12.22 seconds. Recently, he started a new podcast with, with Akil Thomas, LA Kings prospect, and content creator Damon Kwame Mason. Ladies and gentlemen, and to end, would like to welcome guest Elijah Roberts to the show. Elijah, thank you for being here. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so first off, I'm sorry that the OHL career was cut short uh, due to the COVID-19 things that's going on in the world, but you're very close to hitting the 300-game mark uh, in the OHL, which most players don't usually hit and reach that milestone. Uh, the Ice Dogs, you guys happen to miss the playoffs this year for the first time in franchise history. Now that your junior career is over, you're going to Ryerson for uh, sports media, and you'll be part of their hockey team going forward. Uh, I also saw Ryan Wallace sign with them too, so that's great. Uh, we will get more info about that later. But to start off, what have you been doing to keep busy during this quarantine time right now? Um, I haven't been doing much of anything. I've been kind of just sitting around watching some, some Netflix, playing lots of video games. Um, I took a little bit of time off of working out and kind of doing anything active. Just with the season being done, I think it's important to take that break. But, I mean, starting probably Monday, I'm going to get back into some workouts and doing things like that and uh i was actually taking a class a class at brock university and just yeah, finished yeah. that up so um yeah there's not really much you can be doing right now <laughs> other than staying inside and doing my part to, to be safe exactly was, and, yeah was that class online to begin with yeah it was an online class to start with it was uh being human in a digital world it was called so. nice so I just, okay, so I want to kind of butt in here. Was that something like, so sports media at Ryerson, was that something you always wanted to kind of pursue in the future after your hockey career? Um, I've always been interested in like broadcasting and, and things like that. And I've always figured when I'm done with hockey, I want to stay in sports, whether mm -hmm. it's getting into coaching or being a GM or if it's broadcasting, whatever it is, I've always had an interest in sports. So I think, uh, just looking at a bunch of different programs, that was the one that best fit me and mm -hmm. kind of looking forward to it. That was one thing, actually, that I forgot to mention in the, the intro for you, that you're done with your junior career now, but you're in the fall you'll be going to Ryerson to play hockey and, and to study sport media. Um, that's That'll be fun because I know Ryerson, their, their athletic facility is actually in Maple Leaf Gardens, which is kind of cool. I'm, I'm sure you've been to it already and, and checked it out. Uh, but that's that'll be neat playing in that arena. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I played a game, the OHL Cup final there. Yep. Probably what, five years ago. But I that I was there. That was in there. the garden. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they they played the game there, but I haven't really got the chance to go see what the facility's all about. But um, obviously, hearing a lot about it, I know it's uh, going to be a cool place to play, and really looking forward to it. You gonna live at home then, or are you gonna live downtown? No, I'm gonna live downtown. I mean, I'm probably like 30 minutes away, mm -hmm. but um, I think it's just easier to live downtown, be able to yeah. get some classes easier, living quicker. Especially being a student athlete, I think it would be easier living down there. It's it'd be a tough commute every day. 
30 minutes yeah. is not not ideal for sure. Yeah, for sure. Elijah, I know you were really athletic growing up, and I always found that most most of the dominant hockey players that I've ever played with were usually multi-sport athletes. Uh, soccer was your other main sport as a kid, and then you decided to go with hockey. Why was that? Um, yeah, I played both soccer and hockey for a while. Um, I was pretty good at soccer, played striker in midfield, and you know, I just came to an age where the schedules for both were just way too jam-packed to, mm-hmm. to keep playing both. So I was probably just as good at both, maybe even better at soccer, but I just liked hockey a little bit more. And I figured there's a better shot of me to make it in hockey as well. Because, you know, it's hard to make it as a Canadian soccer player. So I, uh, because of that, I decided to go with hockey. And, you know, even going forward, I think it was the right decision for me. You know, I could have played soccer and maybe ended up in England or whatever, but I'm kind of happy with the decision I made. And it wasn't an easy one at the time, mm-hmm. but, you know, for a lot of kids, you get to a point where you kind of got to pick one sport if you want to take it seriously. Yeah, that's true. And do you have a favorite team that you follow for soccer still? Uh, Chelsea, yeah. That's my favorite team. I've always liked them. Chelsea. <laughs> I, I, I don't watch soccer much, but I do call myself a Tottenham fan. So that's an issue with me. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, overall, I think Chelsea's been the better. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Time, I, so. All bias aside, I do agree with that. But I, I don't know. I just always I always liked watching Harry Kane, so that's why I call myself a Tottenham fan, even though I'm not, like, a diehard fan by any means. Do you have a favorite player? Uh, I'd say Harry Kane probably, or I really like Christian Eriksen too. Okay, I can I can agree with you on that because my mom's from England, so I I support oh, no England, I support England every World Cup and Euro Cup. So if if you don't like Chelsea, I'm, at least you like Harry Kane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the the Euro Cups canceled this year, so that's a bummer, I guess, right? Yeah, it's crazy how like the Euro Cup, the the Olympics, like there's there's really nothing going on right now. Nothing in the summer. Yeah, like there's nothing to talk about. That's why we've been having guests on the last few weeks now because, well, first of all, we have nothing to talk about now that the NHL season is canceled and hockey is put on hold. Or Sorry, not that the NHL is not canceled, but it's put on hold right now. Um, and then second of all, we're, we're kind of taking advantage of all the free time that everyone has and, and making content of it. So that's why we decided to have you on this weekend. So thanks. Thanks for doing that. No problem. Excited to be on. So you actually, so you spoke of like going to England maybe for soccer, but you actually went to another country for the Halinka Memorial uh, Cup. How was that like in 2016? What was that experience like for you? Um, yeah, that was a great experience. I mean, the camp was held in, in Calgary and it was kind of interesting. It was like three, three, four days and it was right there. You made the team and traveled out or you didn't make the team and went home. So it was that whole weekend, it was, uh, everyone was pretty nervous, but I was fortunate enough to make the team. Uh, we went and traveled out there. Um, it was a lot different than, than playing here. I mean, uh, it was the first time I've ever been to Europe, and the food at the hotel wasn't that great. And You know, it was just the, people didn't really speak English, but, you know, getting that opportunity to represent your country was was pretty cool. And, you know, we didn't do as well as we wanted to, but, I mean, that tournament might have been the most fun that I've had playing in a quick tournament like that ever. And uh, getting that chance to represent your country is always something special, and that's kind of something you can you can never get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure that, that's something that you'll never forget. Um, I know that back to when you were a kid, I know you went to watch P.K. Subban play a game when he was with the Belleville Senators of the OHL. Um, similar to you, P.K. was raised in Toronto, well, in the Toronto area, and he grew up playing minor hockey in Ontario as a player of color. And I know that you managed to meet him after that game and talk with him what it was like to be playing minor hockey as a player of color in Ontario. Do you remember that conversation with him at all, and, and how'd that go? Yeah, I do. It was um, They were playing Brampton, and I went to the game, watched the game. Um, he played pretty well. Like as a kid, obviously you don't really look at those things too much. You're just happy to see your favorite player playing. And I remember talking to him after the game, and he was like, "Don't let anyone ever tell you you can't do something." And um, we talked about other things, but that was the main thing that stuck with me. And you know, going through my career, that was something I always remembered that I can I can make it regardless of the color of my skin, as long as I just keep working hard and doing the right things, I can make it. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And like, this is a question I don't really want to ask because, like, it should be out of the world by now, but racism is still sadly here and still exists in society today. And we all witnessed what happened last week with Keanu Miller uh, live streaming an incident arose. Uh, was there ever a point in a time in where you were personally exposed to racism or faced adver- uh, adversity in the game of hockey? Um, for the most part, I don't think I've been faced with it too much. I mean, I remember I had one game when I was playing for the Marlies where someone called me the N-word, and, like, I was pretty pissed off, but I'm the type, like, I instead of uh, fighting them, I'd rather just score. So I actually went on and scored later in that game. <laughs> and, you know, when we shook hands, I shook his hand, looked him right in the eye, and I think he kind of, like, felt a little bad about it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the kid even remembers, but, um, yeah, it's it's crazy how it's still in the game. It's it, There's no place for it. Um. I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of great teammates that um, haven't been racist at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hope for any kid that's going through that or has gone through that, that it stops soon. And, I mean, they could always talk to me or anybody else if they're going through it and be there to support them. Now, I know you played three and a half seasons with Akil Thomas in OHO, and you recently started a podcast called Soul on Ice with him and Kwame Mason, who directed a film called Soul on Ice, the film, which is a documentary about the history of black hockey players in Canada and the United States. Although the podcast is still very new, you guys have had a really, you have a, a unique voice on that podcast because all three of you are all of color and you grew up playing the game of hockey. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, where did you meet? Where did you and Akil uh, both meet, Kwame, and how did the idea of creating this podcast all get started? Um, yeah, we, we both met him because he, he obviously made that film. So when we were really young, he was just always in the rinks, and um, he was making the film, and that's kind of how I met him. Um, I believe Akil met him the same way, and, and then me and Akil met when I was playing for the Marlies, and then we both got drafted to Niagara, and we we were also taking a class at Brock together, and we were just driving one day, and you know, me and him were always debating things or arguing about things, and we just were driving the car and got this idea, like, why don't we start a podcast? And we kind of both were like, yeah, it's a good idea. We can maybe do something big with this, and we figured who's some someone that we can do it with that maybe has a bit of experience in this in this game, and we we both thought of Kwame and. We called him, and right away he was he was all in, and, and then we decided to 
call it Saul Nice the Podcast with with his movie and it kind of just it all made sense and sounded like a good name and ever since then we've just been going with it and I think it's going pretty well. Uh, Whatever happened with that Team Jamaica? I remember a few years ago there was an under-20 Team Jamaica hockey team put together. Have you guys came together ever since? Because I've never seen any pictures since that picture. I think it was like five years ago or something like that. Um, Yeah, I believe they had a tournament last year but um, they're still trying to, to get a team to the Olympics. That's that's their goal. And the way they got to start, it's got to be smaller. They got to uh, build a rink in Jamaica. So I believe they've been working on that. But that, that dream is still very much alive. And um, they keep trying to do that. And that would be something pretty cool to be a part of. I mean, my, my grandparents are from Jamaica. So that would make me eligible to play if I got a Jamaican passport. So seeing seeing all that come alive it's it's pretty special i mean there's never been uh, a team like that and i think it's definitely pretty cool and big for for players of color in hockey that'd be uh, awesome yeah that'd be pretty sweet yeah it, it, it's i think it's gonna happen sooner than people think and you know maybe people don't even have any thought about it but it's it's gonna come quick and uh, i think the team it's going to be real good. There's some real talent that people haven't seen. I remember, wasn't there also a summer hockey team uh, that, like, a bunch of kids from Jamaican background, didn't they make, like, a, a summer hockey team and they competed in tournaments too, like, yeah, a few years called, ago as well? Uh, it's called Skills Black Aces. Uh, yeah, CJ, that's it. CJ Bowlers was the coach. I played on that team for a few years. I was uh, lucky enough to be the captain of the team, and, um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool to to play hockey with a team where the majority of the kids on the team were of color. That's that was probably the first time I've ever had that, and you know it it's uh, we we did have some other kids on the team, but uh, usually my whole life growing up when I've been on the team, I've only there's only been one or two other people of color. So to kind of go out there on the ice and have more people of color out there with you and um, you know, summer hockey, it's a little bit of a time to joke around a little bit more and have some more fun. It was definitely a cool experience, and I always loved being a part of that team. Summer hockey was the best, but thinking back, like, that was that was when I had the most fun, I think, because, like, you're not taking things seriously. You're just having a good time with everyone. It was, yeah. those, were, those were fun days. Yeah, um, for sure. So you just get to play, take out all the politics. Nothing really matters. It's just going out and having fun. So next thing I want to ask is there was there was a very small chance of hockey players to fulfill their childhood dream of making it to the NHL. You were very close to getting drafted to, to the NHL, uh, and you actually attended the 2017 draft in Chicago, I believe it was. Unfortunately, you did go undrafted, but did you have high hopes going to that draft, and what was that entire experience like? Um, yeah, that draft... Um... The start of the year, I was ranked like anywhere from second to fourth round, I believe, at least. Um, you know, I didn't have the draft year that I wanted. Um, didn't, like, wasn't too happy during the year. Lots of ups and downs. But uh, going to the draft, I, I texted my agent and was talking to him, and he was like, there's a chance you get drafted, but I don't think you're going to. And, you know, hearing that, a lot of people would just figure, don't go to the draft. But I messaged uh, a friend of mine, Brett 
McKenzie asked him because he kind of went through the same thing, didn't get drafted. And I said, like, do you think I should go? And he said, um, if you go and get drafted, it'll be the best day of your life. If you don't go and you get drafted, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. So based on that, I kind of just figured, you know what, I might as well go. If I don't get drafted, I'll get over it. So drove down to Chicago with my family for a week, spent a week there, kind of went and saw the city, saw the bean, um, all different things about the city. And, you know, come draft day, the first day, I obviously knew I wasn't getting drafted in the first round, but it was cool to see some of my friends get drafted and just the whole experience was cool. It was the first draft I've ever been to. And then second day, like, was a little nervous, thought there was a chance I could get drafted. And, you know, as the picks start to go by, you don't hear your name, you hear your other friends go up. And um, by the end of it, you, you hear the last pick and your name's not picked. And there's a little bit of disappointment, but at the end of it, you know, I wasn't as disappointed as I thought I was, and I didn't really regret going. So mm-hmm. that was it was still a very cool experience and something that I think you can only go through once. But for kids that didn't get drafted, I've seen – Lots of kids not get drafted and signed, and I've seen other kids that have been drafted in the second and third round not signed. So it kind of doesn't really matter; it just matters what you do after. Right. So now, after that happened, after you went undrafted, is that when you kind of thought that maybe like you should go out and get an education? Is that why you decided to go to Ryerson? Um. No. Right after I got drafted, I still planned on maybe having a big year next year and getting the contract or getting drafted again. And, you know, I'm, my dream on making the NHL still isn't over, but there is a time where you got to think about your education. And, you know, after my OA year, I figured um, instead of going pro, it's, it's best for me to get my education, get my degree. And then when I'm 23, 24, however old I am, I still will have the option to go pro, hopefully. So I think it's just important to get that degree and going forward that'll help me out getting jobs or whatever it is in life but i think it's important to get that degree before going pro that's similar thought to we had mike weaver on a few weeks ago um remember thomas how he he went undrafted uh, and then he he went to michigan state played hockey there for four four years i think it was and then yeah he didn't like he thought of his education first and back then it was way different like you you pretty much had to go play in the CHL to in order to make it to the NHL, kind of. Uh, like, especially if you grew up in Canada. Uh, so he put his edu- education first, then he ended up actually making the NHL from there. So he, as, like, after he got drafted, he got drafted to the OHL, but then decided not to go. He went and got his education first. Um, but he wasn't even thinking that he really necessarily had a shot to begin with. But then he did end up making it. So, yeah, like, that's it's not a terrible idea at all. Yeah, and I think it's something you're seeing more and more nowadays. Yeah. Like you said, Mike Weaver is a player. Joel, Joel Ward actually went to, I'm pretty sure he played school for four years and then in the AHL for four years before he finally made the NHL. So it is, it's more, it's getting more common nowadays and, you know, there's a lot of really talented players in the CIS, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing where I can take my game to the next step there. I kind of want to go off topic for a second here. I know you've had, growing up, you had a strong connection to kids with autism. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that? I think your your parents work worked with kids with autism or something like that growing up. Uh, 
Yeah, both my parents have worked with kids with all different types of special needs for probably over 20 years now. And my mom actually just recently opened a foster care agency. So that's uh, something she's been working pretty hard at. But yeah, they with them working with kids with autism and other different special needs, like I've been around kids like that my whole life and I've learned to see how special some of these kids are and how brilliant mm-hmm. they are. And, you know, it's, um, it's really good to, to hang out with those kids and actually learn a lot from them. And, um, yeah, it's just something I've been around my whole life. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's really good what your mom's doing. And yeah, that's really good what you do. So congrats to you too for doing that. Um, kind of shifting things to one of your good friends, Akil Thomas, uh, so Akil Thomas is a good friend of yours and you know, does he on a car ride or like text message or like whenever you guys are together, does he ever throw in a few, you know, I scored the game winning goal for team Canada or he's not that type of guy. Uh, he's not really that type of guy. He he'll throw it in sometimes, but me and him, <laughs> me and him have reached a level where we can kind of just joke around about anything, yeah. talk about anything, but no, he's, he's not a cocky guy at all. And you know, he probably could have talked about it a lot more, or mm-hmm. used that to kind of do whatever he want for a little period of time. But, you know, he's just the guy, like, when he came back to Niagara after that, all he wanted to do was just hang out with his teammates. And, yeah. like, he's a guy that'll go do a million different interviews and all that other stuff. But, you know, he's really, I don't know, I can't speak enough about him. He's a real high-class guy, and um, he's got a great future in the game. For sure. There's a, yeah, there's a little bit of a funny story of Flags we have, if you want to mention it, about Akil Thomas, if Flags are still there. Yeah, we were supposed to have him on, like, like back on back in the fall, I think it was, like, November, before the World Junior started and everything, I reached out to him, and he responded, he said that he would come on, and then plans just kind of fell through for him to come on the podcast, and then <laughs> the whole, the whole, like, World Juniors thing happened, then he scored that game-winning goal for Team Canada, and, like, he kind of, kind of like, that like kind of exploded his career a little bit. Like that's when he really put his name on the board, and now I know he's been busy ever since. So, uh, he's I know he was on Chicklets a few weeks ago, or was it last week? I don't even remember now. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of we kind of missed out there because we would have had him like on our show before he kind of went big, which would have been nice. But what can you do? Yeah, he's too good for us now, eh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if I can, I can message him again, and like, I'm sure he he wouldn't mind coming on. That's he he loves doing that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, during that time, he was super busy. I, I mean, when he came to the rink, when he finally got back, his phone was beside us, and the thing didn't stop going off. Wow. So, um, yeah, he's even now he's still getting a lot of messages and calls for interviews. But he's he's a good guy, and he tries to do as many as he can. And I know he's busy with that, the whole Zale thing too. Like he has that business as well. Like I'm, I'm sure he's a busy guy for sure. Yeah, I mean Zale, that's something he works pretty hard on, and it's gotten a lot bigger. I mean, being kind of scoring that goal, it's helped out a lot. But um, yeah, the business is is going well, and I think it's got a big future. So when uh, when Akil Thomas showed up to the rink, how much Zale apparel did he have on walking in? When he came to the rink, yeah. Uh, none. He was wearing his Canada tracksuit that he got <laughs> and his gold medal. He didn't have a thing, single thing of Zale on. 
No, he should. It's great. It's great what he's doing. I saw O Dog on the panel for TSN wearing it, so that's yeah, pretty funny. I mean, he gave lots of his teammates uh, a lot of Zale stuff, and you know we all buy it off him too, just to support him. That's great what he's doing. Um, I gotta ask you a question. So I assume you kind of still you kind of still follow the NHL, correct? Yeah. So if you were Gary Bettman in his shoes, what would you do to finish the NHL season? Um. I would probably cancel the season. Yeah. I just, with all that's going on and the rate that everything's going, I don't see it possible to continue. And you don't want to risk getting one of the players infected. For sure. Like, if you come back and a player gets infected... And even at worst, dies like that's that's all going to come back on the NHL. And I think it's just right now it's bigger than hockey. Yeah, it's bigger than all whole sports. So I think right now they just I would cancel the season and then do a draft lottery and kind of just go from there. I honestly do think that that's kind of where the NHL is leaning right now because of the rate that everything's going at. Um, I know Joe, who's our other co-host, he's not on the show with us today, but he mentioned, I think it was last week, that it would be a good idea for the league to at least finish the season, even if they did have to go a little bit longer. Like, let's say they ended up playing into August, even September, but then the following year, they had a lockout year, which would be good, I think, because then the teams that, like, traded all their picks away and and were um, sellers at the deadline, or sorry, buyers at the deadline, could still like try and put those assets to use to actually make something of this season. Um, so I think that when Joe mentioned that, like I thought that was a really neat idea, but having a lockout the following season would suck for sure. I don't think they would be able to start until like January, maybe even February, just so players actually got a proper break. But it sucks. It like this whole situation just sucks. For sports in general. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like we've never really seen anything like this. And there's so much uncertainty with, with everything going on. Like, I'm, I've am i started to hear talk about, like, the, the CHL season starting late. And there's even been talk about, I think my sister said yesterday that they said no fans in arenas for, like, a year or two. So, would it's just so much uncertainty and there's so much um, that could go wrong with, with we all think like maybe it's going to come back this year. There's a chance that it doesn't even come back next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just got to hope for the best that we can get going back to normal as soon as possible. But I don't think anyone really knows when that is. I really think it's funny actually, because back before this whole like, so social isolation thing happened one of my friends texted me and he he mentioned that he was like seriously concerned about like the coronavirus and how how serious it was getting i was like it was actually in a group chat so we were all like just kind of like teasing him like don't worry about it like you're overthinking it and blah 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 whatever and then the next day that's when we found out that like that's when this whole situation kind of escalated and government like the the states in Canada were told to socialize, isolate themselves, and that's when things kind of picked up. And I was like, "Shit!" Like, I I didn't realize how serious this is, and I don't think many people realize how serious it is. 
And I think that's only making things worse, if if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at first, I don't think anyone realized how serious it was. Like, our team, like, there was, I remember there wasn't that many cases, and they were like, oh, someone in Niagara might have it. And we mm-hmm. all, like, like kind of joked around, like, oh, like, only, like, 10 people in Canada have it. Like, we're fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that serious. And then, you know, as you guys all know, the numbers just started to, yeah. like, double and triple and 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 then I think it really hit everyone when the NBA canceled their season. I think yeah, that's yeah. when yeah. everyone realized that this thing's real serious. They were the first ones to do it, and then the NHL did it the next day, and then Euros, uh, UEFA did it for the Champions League and Europa League and the Euro Cup. So, yeah, things yeah, we, have... We all went to the rink, and we kind of figured that that was going to be our last practice because hmm. we figured just our league would follow suit and all the other leagues, but... Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy knowing that that was that was potentially gonna be my last practice ever, and that's, yeah. it happened to be my last practice ever. And that sucks that you you didn't have like your final OHL game where you knew that it was gonna be your final game going into it. Like it, it just kind of sucks how it all ended. I, I feel bad for you almost because honestly, hitting that three hundred games played mark in the O would be that'd be huge. That's a huge milestone. Yeah, there's there's definitely a chance I was gonna get it. I was actually gonna finish at two hundred ninety nine. Oh really? Was, I, I don't know why I thought you were I thought you were gonna hit three hundred. Anyways, continue. No, I was I was gonna be one short, but there was a chance that we played Kingston for uh, a play in game to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that would have put me at three hundred, so I potentially could have hit it, but Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's disappointing when you tell us like <laughs> Like you're going to the rink and it's your final practice. Like, wow, that's that's something that like for any player across the world, even hockey, baseball, soccer, whatever it is. Like, imagine just going to your final practice and be like, okay, I'm done here, but I don't even know if I'm really done. So, yeah. that that's something like I wouldn't want to go through, and I'm sure that's you know very disappointing for you. It probably gonna haunt you a bit for the next couple of years. But I mean, you're going to Ryerson now. You're getting your education, which is very smart on your part, and you know. Uh, you really enjoy the sports media thing, and you're going to play hockey as well. So, I mean, I don't know how that's – like, how is that going to affect for next year playing hockey and going to school then, this coronavirus? Um, I, I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I hope everything's good by then and we're able to kind of get back to as normal as possible. But there's a chance that classes might be online and the hockey season might be put on hold. But I'm looking forward to it, and, you know mm-hmm. – uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Ryerson, and you know I know some of the guys on the team already. And as you mentioned earlier, Ryan Wells, yep. I know him pretty well, so I'm looking forward to it. And you know it's a pretty cool step in, in my career. You guys are gonna have a really good team there, I think, especially from like the recruits they, that they added. Um, I, I know that they have a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say, major junior experience on that roster. So you guys. You definitely don't lack experience at all. So you guys will have a good team, I think. And yeah, that'll, I think that'll be so. good for you, I think. Yeah, they, they have a lot of OHL guys and I think a couple of guys from the, the WHL. And, um, you know, being a team that's known to compete year to year, Yeah. I think every year they got a shot of, of winning. And I think next year um, they got a lot of guys coming back and hopefully they got a shot again next year. I guess another question I could ask you, why do you wear number 98? Um, so when you're younger, you can only pick numbers 
like one to 30. Mm-hmm. So I wore number nine because that was my mom's favorite number. And then when you could switch to higher numbers, I wanted to be the highest number and you couldn't wear 99. So I picked 98. And I've actually wanted to switch to 23 for a long time. But when I went to Kitchener, Adam Maskerin had it. And, and then when I went to Niagara, the captain, Johnny Cornell, had it. So there was kind of just figured I'm already 98. I'll stick with 98. But I'm definitely going to switch next year. I, I hope to be 23. But, but uh, if not, I'm going to pick something new as well. Is 23 your number or something? Uh, it's my birthday and kind of just my favorite number. That's that's actually funny because my dad's number is, he always wears 23. Like, that's always his go-to number. He still plays hockey now, but, well, like beer league, obviously. Uh, but his birthday is also on the 23rd, and that's why he picked 23 as his number. That's kind of funny. 23rd of what month? Uh, December. Oh, I'm January. Oh, oh exactly a month apart. <laughs> You're an early birthday then, eh? Yeah, kind of happy about that. <laughs> now, happy about that. I, Elijah, I don't know if you caught this in the intro, but I did find out that you you have the fastest recorded 100 meter dash at St. Martin's with a time of 12.22 seconds. Did you even realize that? No, I didn't. To be honest, I just I remember it was only one meet that I ran in, and I don't know. I kind of just <laughs> went out, ran, and. After that, didn't think twice, and I didn't. I guess because I didn't win the race, I didn't really notice that I did anything. But that's pretty cool to know that even after all these years, I still have the fastest time. <laughs> See, and is not... teaching everyone. Yeah, doing some some uh, some digging. Anyways, I think that's really all we got today. Uh, thanks for doing this. I know you're probably bored sitting at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, good luck with the podcast with Soul on Ice, and and good luck next year at Ryerson. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Have you checked out our brand new breakdown store yet on T Public? If not, then now is definitely the time to do so. Next week, April fifteenth to seventeenth, we're having a sale with our brand new logo and a bunch of new merchandise out. There's never been a better time to check out T Public than right now. We feature shirts. Long sleeves, hoodies, stickers, mugs, and much more from a bunch of teams across all sports leagues. Check it out now. Click on the link in our description. All right, big thanks to Elijah Roberts there, former Niagara Ice Dog, and now current Ryerson Rams. So thank you very much for doing this, Elijah. What did you think about the interview, Flags? It was good. It was. It was. Uh, it was different because Elijah. I mean, he's not a pro hockey player at all. But he, he was up and coming in the OHL, and now he's going to get involved in the game in, in the media side of things, which will be – it was a different interview than what we've had in the past yep. is what, what I'll say, I guess. But it was good. Like, I, I enjoyed it. We actually – we didn't mention it, but we went to high school with Elijah for – he was kind of in and out of our school because he – like, during the season, OHL season, he would go yeah. to school wherever he was playing, and then he'd come back usually at the end of the year. Uh, we didn't even mention that actually, but, but yeah, it was it was nice to to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a long time now. Well, even even before his OHL career started, like he was in and out then. I mean, just playing with the Marlies, uh, he had a crazy amount like two years in grade nine and ten, just focusing on just hockey, hockey, hockey. Yeah. So yeah, we he was a Elijah. crazy athlete. Like I oh, I don't yeah. think we stressed that enough in <laughs> yeah. in the interview. Like he 
he truly was. I remember in like, I think it was grade nine gym class. He was just that one guy that no matter the sport you played, he was always the guy that you wanted on your team because he was that good. Yeah, he was ripped at, at at everything. And I know, obviously, he was amazing at track and field as well, even though he didn't really pursue that for a long time. But. Yeah, he didn't even know the record he beat. That's kind of crazy. I know. But honestly, I don't think anyone knows about those kinds of records. Yeah. Well, Unless it's like like a regional record, like in your school division or whatever. But yeah, that was kind of interesting. I was, I was happy that I found that. I like finding those little um, like niche stats about people. Or n- not niche stats, but niche like yeah things like remember the the Mike Weaver thing, um, the ghost thing, ghost story. Yep, he didn't even he, like. He, he was shocked when I asked about that. He was like, "How, <laughs> how did you find that out? That? <laughs> Do you did I ever tell you how I found that out? No. Um. Okay. Well, it's not so much of a secret because it's on the internet. It's just there was a did CBC you say it was an article. article or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was a CBC article, not about Mike Weaver, but about his wife, who I think, I think they're divorced now, and I think Mike has a girlfriend, but he was married at the time when it happened, and the article was about his wife and how they had, like, ghosts in their house or whatever, then they got rid of the ghosts by getting this person. I don't even know. It was, like, some spiritual person to come in, but she ended up working, like, now her career is based on the spiritual like she does spiritual work with that lady or something like that so that's what the article was about and that's how i found out that thing about mike but this thing about elijah yeah i just happened to be going through google and i just like i kind of came across that link so that was kind of interesting for frank though we didn't really have one yeah i mean yeah there's not really an interesting one for frank not one that like pops up the top of my head yeah, well, we're gonna have a big guest next week. Yeah, so, stay so we're gonna have to find one <laughs> for him because there's a lot out there on him. Yes, for sure. Uh, and stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, thanks, I don't, thanks for hooking that up. I don't want to like announce who it is no, yet, no, no. just in case things fall through because we have had that in the past, obviously with Tequil, like back in November or whatever it was. But I hope that our listeners actually like find this kind of interesting. Because right now, we really don't know what to talk about now that sports aren't happening and, and hockey obviously is put on pause. So I hope this is content that, that our listeners actually appreciate and, and enjoy listening to. Yeah, we have a few ideas coming out in the next few episodes, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, like you mentioned, we have a, hopefully it doesn't fall through, but we have a big guest next, uh, next episode, so stay tuned for that as well. Uh, any articles you're writing or anything you want to tease for the next couple of weeks? Okay, I've been saying this for the last like three weeks. I remember that rookie card article I was gonna write. Yeah, I I've written half of it, but so okay, so I wrote half of it, wrote the second half of it, but then now I have to go and rewrite the first half of it because all the prices for the cards changed. So now I have to like update everything if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I know I've been I've been talking about this article for like three weeks now, and honestly, I've just been. I haven't been lazy, I would say. I just, I've had school kind of pick up, so I haven't released that yet, but that will, it should get out this week because I'm done. I have my last exam on Tuesday, and that'll be it. Then I'll be done with school. So by the next time our next episode is released, that article should be. Should be there. All right. Well, yeah, I've kind of worked on some articles lately, and they should be out in the next couple of weeks, like Flager's article as well. But 
Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, that's it from you. We had the interview with Elijah, so thank you, thank you really much again for doing this. And uh, yeah, N10 will be back. Next Saturday. Join us. Woo!